0: Blob Talk Radio
1: And welcome to Community Garden Revolution I'm Mary Hugel, your show host And I'm so glad to have you all here this week We've had a lot going on, I'm telling you It's so good to hear from different people across the nation About what they're doing And I want to say a shout out to the McMurray College expansion That they're doing this year We're going to get to that soon Uh, to keep me posted about what they do with their community garden and uh, that's a wonderful thing for the students to uh, learn about gardening and and what they can do with that information Uh, also this is the end of the season for some of you now it's not for some others because you are expanding and you are going to go ahead and do your fall planting and that's wonderful Uh, we see a lot of different gardens around town uh, that are personal and also their community gardens that have either shut down or they've also extended their season So it's a wide variety and that's good uh, We got another uh, new one this past year in our town And uh, we're just so glad to have any and all community gardens started anywhere So uh, do get the word out about community gardens And uh, spread the goodness about what you do to others Because they just want to know that they can do it too That's all it's about They, they just want to know that they can do it so um, good luck to all the community garden people that want to extend their season, and of course we want to hear from the different folks what they're doing uh, for their roundup, uh, you know, the fall harvest meals or their roundup meetings that they have to discuss all the problems and issues uh, that they had the, uh, the past summer. So it's exciting times, and the uh, weather for us here in the Midwest has been a little bit hotter than usual. So it's probably going to be a colder winter than we've had for a while. And uh, it also gives the opportunity for people to uh, enjoy some really neat uh, fall harvest uh, goodies, I say. Uh, They're at the farmer's markets or your community garden, of course, then also whatever they have at the grocery stores, too. Uh, It just gives a great opportunity to have some seasonal changes Uh, In your fruits and vegetables So I'm just always excited about the change part (laughs) So um, We're going to go ahead and uh, Talk about uh, the uh, McMurray College expansion That they're doing and they're located in Illinois and um, We're so glad to have them uh, Send us some pictures I meant to get those up On the show today Uh, What we're going to do is try to get those Pictures up they sent me four um, Basically of them uh, uh, taking some tomatoes to a food bank what they did is that they uh, took on as a project a community garden then they learned from that different skills and what goes on and yada yada and uh, then they grew the the plants of course and then uh, they decided that what they were going to do is donate those items to a food bank So they sent me a picture of them all standing outside the food bank, uh, going to the food bank with these wonderful tomatoes. And then uh, they showed um, another picture of a a taste testing that they had uh, for a food that they made with using their ingredients from the garden. And then they also showed me, which I'm very excited for them because their goal was to expand when they started their first uh, uh, raised bed for community gardening, uh, they have now started a second one. and i'm just going by what i saw the pictures it looks like it's even gotten larger so um we're very excited for them thanks dr joe squalache i think is how you say his name and uh we're so so excited dr joe that you sent the information uh he uh loves community gardening and uh we're so excited for him and his students that they're doing so well with it and that they decided to expand that uh once you grow the uh vegetables or the fruits Uh, then when you donate to someone else, it just makes you feel like you've impacted other folks' lives, which you have. You have really impacted them. So uh, shout out to you all. Congratulations. And uh, hope we can see some more coming up down the road of what you're doing with your fall planting that you're doing and uh, see what all that is and what you got to uh, donate to the food bank. And that's what it's about. Community Gardens is about helping others, reaching out, helping others, feeding others, feeding yourself, have a mission, a goal in mind. Uh it's all about um reaching out and impacting uh you know others. So uh and yourself. So I'm excited about that for them. Yay from McMurray College in Illinois. Now we're going to go ahead and just briefly talk about um these cleanup we got <laughs> we got a stack of news here we can go through. Uh let's go ahead and hit the cleanup part and we're going to pick out a, a group called the Ewing uh that's E W I N G green uh community uh, gardens it's Ewing uh community gardens I'm sorry they have the Ewing Green team is what they call themselves you know the the uh, uh volunteers and they've already had their fall uh <coughs> excuse me fall meeting and cleanup they do a bunch of stuff during the course of the year like recycling events and and let's see here um shred day and and uh, prescription take back day you know they do all kinds of things they tie in together uh, but um, but they're basically a group that was um, set up I think about two years ago yeah two years ago and they uh, evidently have townships I guess I guess that might be something that's what my counties would be our counties where we live uh, so they have um communication between all of them and they can do a community garden together and it it's something where it ties in with their city so uh, somehow it's all like a neighborhood association but they're in districts i guess and they all tie together with these community garden ideas so um anyway they had their fall uh, garden cleanup is what they call it and uh, they do have student volunteers that came from the college of new jersey and uh, to help them out and clean up uh, the community garden. And uh, then they're looking for others uh, to, you know, join in and make sure that they uh, get all the things picked up or straightened up or taken down. Uh, I think they were adding mulch in the walkway areas uh, at this year, but it was this year. or It could have been last year, but I think it was this year. Uh, so there's things that you can do when you're actually cleaning up those uh, community gardens uh, if it needs to be taking plastic out around some plants uh, that you were trying to keep the weeds out, uh, trying to get that out so you can go ahead and put some new ones in and uh, new plastic down in the spring. Um, if you've got uh, some uh, water or spigots that you need to add on, ours that uh, in our town, that um, uh, they did it on an old lot where it used to be a house. And see, the rules have changed from when houses were built in the 1920s and 40s to today's time and now it takes two lots to make the uh, width of a house that they would accept for today's building uh, zone codes so uh, what they did and they must be listening <laughs> they uh, took an old lot that someone had torn down the house and put a little fence in the front and back um, I don't know if the side fence is theirs or the neighbors I don't know and uh, then they put a water spigot in the front, which is in our town. That's usually where they had the the pipe or the connections to the pipes to the water system in our town. So uh, all they did was add the water spigot and whatever it needs to be done to, you know, hook up to the pipe. And uh, so they had that little area. And then they used raised beds for theirs. What they did is they took old concrete blocks and then put that around to make a, squ- a rectangle, not a square but a rectangle. And they made several out of that, and you can get one of those squares for your garden. And then in the middle, they put mulch uh, on the ground, all around it. So uh, when they took down stuff, they went ahead and just took out what was in the, the uh, beds, because they've already taken theirs down. Uh, they uh, went ahead and took everything out of the beds, and all you see there is just uh, the concrete-blocked uh, raised beds and with the dirt in it. And then, of course, the mulch on the side uh, all around it. They used it for the sidewalk and walk area. And then the hose is there, so I don't know how long they'll keep the hose, but uh, um, at least they did a water spigot where some other community gardens that wanted to be done ahead of them, the uh, city wasn't uh, thinking about how they were going to water their plants. And, uh, of course, they wouldn't want an extra water route to go on that uh, to happen. So we had in our town a group that decided to stand up and uh uh say hey we'll take it and look at uh, as a whole broad thing including the city and county and see what could be done. So we're all waiting patiently on that. It's not been at least a year, maybe 2 years, but a year for sure. And we'll see if something comes of that. And if it does and they decide to take on the project, I believe that they'll do a great job and it'll be expansion for our town uh similar like what we do with adopt a spot uh program that kind of thing which i've been a sponsor before and um then also uh taking care of a cleaning up areas because you got to make sure these areas are cleaned up and they're constantly on their facebook page to their members uh this particular community garden uh to make sure that things are cleaned up uh and i think they had uh at least one time maybe two times that they had to say hey you know let's get someone down there to clean up stuff and they had in the process Uh, some people donate equipment uh, to this group and uh, some tools that they can use to try to keep their place uh, straightened up like rakes and shovels and a few other things so they can keep their places, um, you know, their plots looking sharp and and, uh, uh, um, all clean, you know, that kind of thing. Because believe it or not, they were tagged one time. (laughs) I don't know if it was all the garden spaces or just the ones up front, uh, but someone had let some weeds and whatever grow a little too high and uh, so they were tagged by the city uh, to clean it up. So, uh, well, things happened. They got past it and went on. <laughs> but isn't that something? Your community garden, they're even tagging the community gardens. Too high grass. <laughs> Too high weeds. <laughs> so that's wonderful uh, what uh, those folks have done in our town. So we say a shout out to the people at Ewing uh, Community Gardens there in New Jersey. Ewing, New Jersey. And we're hoping that they had a great uh, season. All we know is what we read, so uh, you know, don't know that one, uh, but a uh, shout-out to those folks. Now, let me see here. Um, we wanted to go ahead and tell you about the pumpkins. I saw I saw some articles. Uh, there's one called Pumpkin Power. Now, this is the time of the season when you see the gourds and you see the pumpkins outside of the different... Um, uh, tents we have you know i don't know what someone else has but we have tents uh that people want to sell their their items and if you have a community garden i stress to you instead of just getting one plot maybe get two plots and uh sell them you know to a grocery store or sell them to a farmer's market uh to a farmer sell them to your friends um it's a way for you to have some pocket change so i'm for that myself but anyway so we see a lot of pumpkins uh, hanging around and gourds And a lot of uh, hay around. There's hay rides and corn mazes that we have in our area of the nation. And uh, they say that uh, archaeologists believe that pumpkins could be the oldest domesticated plants on the planet. And evidence found in Mexico suggests people cultivated pumpkins as far back as 10,000 B.C. 10,000 B.C. Now here are a few more things that you might want to know about the round orange squash. Uh, okay. Now pumpkins are a good source of vitamins A and C and potassium. In two thousand fourteen a Swiss man grew a pumpkin that weighed two thousand three hundred twenty three pounds. Now that's a lot of fertilizer in a lot of watering and fertilizer. <laughs> and uh, then a pumpkin generally has about five hundred seeds. Oh I didn't know that. How? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And which are a good source of iron. Uh, we used to bake pumpkins, you know, with a bunch of butter and salt inside the uh, pumpkin seeds. I don't know if I said pumpkins, but pumpkin seeds. Uh, we put in a little uh, pie pan and put it in an oven, and then put a bunch of uh, butter in. I mean, we're talking bunch, and then put um, uh, salt over it, and then you make like it, like it uh, make it bake. I don't remember if it was 350, 400. Don't remember. And then we go ahead and take a. a you know, turn around and ever soften the seeds uh, so it would be brown on both sides. And I'm telling you, it tastes almost like popcorn. Pumpkin seeds, taking like nice popcorn. Yes, ma'am, yes, sir. So uh, that's an idea for you. Okay, now there are more than 40 varieties of pumpkins, and pumpkins were a staple in the diets of many Native American tribes. So that's a pumpkin shout-out if you like pumpkins. 500 seeds, I didn't know that. I think that's a lot of seeds. Okay, now we also, uh, as you know, the magazine, what we're doing is we're trying to get that darn thing published for September. I know it's uh, in October. Uh, we've had asked the um, the computer technician to come and help me again on the computer, and I had some corrupted files, and um, they even uh, tore down about 52,700-some-odd uh, items were erased um and there were six areas i think that they felt that uh there could have been something coming in or something i don't know but um we've got one more issue to take care of and my brother is going to stop by in a couple days uh and uh, he's going to overlook that for me and if i can get that done uh because i only can do certain things on the pages uh, then uh, if he can figure out what, what, I might have touched a button wrong, or, or I don't think it had anything to do with why we had the technician in uh, the last time, but um, if he can figure that out, then we get to publish the September issue, and of course, I have to get the October issue out, huh? I don't mean to tell you, so, um, but we've had two different times where we've had some computer um, virus kind of things coming in, and we just had to get rid of them, and and we were fortunate we got to keep uh, the stuff on the computer. And the first time, we did not get to keep the uh, uh, 132 pages on the magazine, so I had to redo that real fast and uh, work with the files that worked. But I do check my files uh, every so often to do a, ta- a test, but I think this was uh, stuff from um, uh, the time before, two months ago. I really do believe it was something that was still left over. So, uh, So we just got rid of what files we needed to, and... Hopefully we'll be on our way. So that's coming, folks. I hadn't forgotten you. I know some people have been inquiring about it and wondering what is going on. Well, that's what's going on. Decide. oh, I'll just go ahead and say, hey, we had another computer, um, you know, corruption situation going on. So I apologize. Um, We'd like to get the information out to you. Um, Just part of what happens with computers. So I don't believe I was hacked, but uh, I think it's just corrupted files or information that I had gotten from the uh, computer. So, all right, so much for that excitement. Okay, um, bulbs is a good time to plant things. If you want to have some bulbs for next year, let's say if you had in your community garden uh, the opportunity to put some flowers in, uh, if you get to keep your same spot, I don't know if... They don't allow you on the grounds during the fall and winter. Most of them don't. But uh, if they do, uh, you can start planting some flower bulbs to uh, add some vibrancy and color and texture to your community garden. And uh, there's plenty of sales going on in the catalogs for community gardens. So there's not going to be a lack of uh, finding something uh, that you can use for your community garden. Now, we're going to come back here in a moment, and I wanted to go over uh, a few of the things that we found some information about for community gardens. Uh, So uh, we'll be right back. (music) This is Community Garden Revolution, and my name is Mary Huckel, and I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm all chipper and excited about the season. Uh, There's a lot going on this time of the year, and it's just a very exciting time to be alive. So uh, enjoy the season, enjoy the weather, and of course, you know, soon after Halloween comes Christmas and all kinds of stuff. And, um, uh, for us, we've been very excited about what we've been able to freeze and uh, we didn't do canning this year, but we uh, very excited about what we did freezing. I'm hoping we can do canning next year. Uh, and, um, uh, we're just so excited about, uh, the vegetable soups that we're going to be having this season. Uh, you know, for the wintertime, I'm already I'm already salivating, and uh, we're just so excited about what we've been able to accomplish with what we've grown this year. So I uh, hope you feel the same way with what you've done, and if it's just one or two items, hey, that is a great day. It doesn't have to be 12 different things. One or two items is all right. We keep it simple now. We're older, and we just keep it simpler because there's just so much other things going on. So you got to do what you can do, and that's all you can do, and don't feel bad about it. Okay, now we want to tell you a few little uh, news items here first. Uh, now, we have in the magazine, we deal with the Ames uh, in, Incorporated people for the shovels and all the kinds of other uh, hand tools and so on. That's who we uh, like to go with, who we feel is good quality items in our stores, in our chain stores, our hardware stores. We're for those folks. So don't think that we've deviated. We have not. I'm I believe in loyalty. So okay now I did want to show you um what I saw and I'm trying to find better homes and garden that's what it was okay so there are some tools that they have in there and that you might want to look in the uh October issue and one is called the Dutch treat and it's uh for a it's a is it hand bulb planter and it's uh entirely made of stainless steel and it looks like a good product that might be an option for you for planting out bulbs. And then they've also got an English style, what they called uh, the Eschert Design Dibber to make holes for small bulbs among plants, and that's on Amazon. And then the Buzz Thrill, they call it the Bulb Bopper, snaps into a cordless drill to make a 2-inch diameter hole up to 9 inches deep. And uh, that's on Gardeners.com. That looks cool. Wouldn't have guessed what it was, but... It looks cool. Um, then also the scoop digger. I like that. Um, DeWitt's Bulb and Crocus Planter is made of a bargain steel. No, oh, I'm sorry, not bargain. It's bronze steel. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, and with an ash handle. And you can find that on Garrett Wade. Is that right? I don't know what that is. Man, that's the name of the company. And uh, then there's a short shovel. Uh, the Sneebor's Bulb Shovel is 20 inches long for solid leverage, and that's an idea to use. Uh, the Ames.com people or Ames Incorporated people, they have something similar to that. Uh, and uh, just go with what you feel is going to work for you and your garden and what tools that you need because you know that. I wouldn't know what you're needing. I don't know, you know how you're planting it, how you decided to make the rose for you or did you want some height to it and so you add some planters or containers to make it more exciting you know it's whatever it is that you do with your garden it's all good it's all good just do it okay now we've got let's see here um, we've got some things from the USDA uh, this is a time when a lot of people uh, get all their items from their gardens and they decide to have a potluck supper, you know, there at the end of the season, a fall harvest that's very popular in in the nation. And, of course, it depends upon when your season ends. Or it may be that you do it as a fall harvest event and raise money for your garden, and uh, you may have some music in there, maybe have some artwork or a chef that comes in and does a special meal for you. Everybody does something different, and that's okay. Do what's best for you and where you live because your culture is a little different than someone else's culture. Do it. But anyway, so the USDA wanted to make sure that your potluck suppers don't become a bad luck supper.
0: The Centers for Disease Control says the second biggest source of food-related illness outbreaks revolves around public gatherings like picnics and potluck suppers. One group estimates up to 16% of the food-related illnesses investigated by public health agencies originate from gatherings like potluck meals at churches and such.
2: But... I think that there there might even be within some groups that belief, oh, this can't happen to us.
0: Uh-huh, but it can and does happen when safe food procedures are not followed. This from Clemson University food safety expert Angela Fraser. She says, if your group is planning a potluck meal, there are things you can do to reduce the chances of people getting sick from that meal, and heaven forbid if that does happen, to make it easier to trace back the food that caused the problem.
2: This is a very sensitive area because, you know, people are graciously volunteering to make food and bring it to an event.
0: And the organizers certainly don't want to offend those gracious volunteers, but she says, organizers of potluck meals do need to set some parameters up front. First,
2: share with people that they should only produce so many servings, like eight or ten servings of a food. And the reason for that is most people are making the food the day before or even earlier in the day. If you're making large amounts of food, it's very difficult to cool that large volumes of food down properly in a home setting. So limit the number of servings and remind them after they've cooked the food that they need to keep it hot or cold and transport it you know, in a cooler to wherever the event is taking place.
0: Next, ask contributors to
2: label the container, and that's actually great for cleanup. I've been at events, and you're like, well, whose spoon is this? Whose plate is this? And then possibly ask people to um, bring multiple utensils because, if, you know, the utensil you're using for scooping gets tossed on the table or becomes contaminated, there's another one that you can immediately put in there that's clean.
0: That labeling thing could turn out to be very important. It will at least help to keep foods from being commingled.
2: Because in the event that two food items get commingled, you may not know what the true source of the illness is.
0: Next, some things to do for the organizers of the potluck supper first. Kind of check out the food when it's brought in by the preparers.
2: And this is where it gets tricky. If somebody has a cold food that is potentially hazardous, You touch the bowl, and if the bowl is warm, you're kind of like, "Mm, this might not have been maintained under proper temperature control.
0: And so then Fraser says...
2: Maybe say, okay, well, let's put this into a refrigerator for a little bit of time before we serve this.
0: And when the foods are set out and served, do what you can to keep the cold foods cold, the hot foods hot, and for sure, either way...
2: Foods shouldn't sit out for a long period of time. I would suggest that setup be about 15, 20 minutes before service. People eat, and then within one hour somebody begins cleaning up by wrapping foods and labeling it and putting it into a refrigerator.
0: Follow those guidelines, and you can at least reduce the chances of having your potluck supper turn out to be a pot-unluck supper, right? That's right. (laughs) All right, Gary Crawford reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Washington.
1: Thanks, Gary. And uh, it's great to have those fall harvest meals at the end of the year. You want to share the ideas and uh, tips about what you went through with your community garden Uh, it gives a way for them to uh, plan for the following year because you don't want to make the same mistakes that you did before, but also things happen. So, uh, you know, with the weather, we've told you before that some people have had a lot of flooding. Uh, We've also had people that have had wildfires out west. Um, You know, sometimes Mother Nature is what it is, and some people have had extra drought uh, different periods of time. We in the Midwest have been blessed with a lot more rain. So that means we're probably going to get a little bit more snow than we normally do in the winter time. <laughs> It kind of bounces out. Uh, but um, it's great that uh, you're going to have your potluck dinner. That is superb, but do be safe. Now, uh, we find uh, that the USDA is feeling that um, with all the um, new programs that are out there about foods and uh, urban farming, small farms, community gardens uh, with uh, different um other kinds of project with food that we're improving it with getting health food access uh... to people and they find that that's working
0: in the area of improving americans diets and reducing hunger there's been an awful lot of work done over the last uh, seven plus years. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack outlining that work Tuesday for the National Academy of Sciences Obesity Roundtable. Vilsack talking about the creation of simpler nutrition guidance, better nutrition standards for school meals, more incentives for low-income people to buy healthier foods and Vilsack said the results are starting to show up. Some of the obesity rates have have plateaued especially among children and for a a subset of kids they've actually gone down a bit. We're seeing food insecurity decline a bit in the United States, uh, particularly an important decline among children. Uh, It's at a record low this year. We're proud of that. We want to obviously see that continue. He said if it does continue and Congress keeps the programs going. We'll see more significant benefits over time. But he said it will take time. We didn't get into this situation overnight, and we're not going to get out of it overnight. In Washington, Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture.
1: I think that's exciting news, don't you? Well, you're listening to Community Garden Revolution, and my name is Mary Huckel, and I'm so glad you came this week. I'm always glad when you come. Come back again. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much for your uh, time today, and I appreciate the pictures from McMurray College. We'll try to get that on the show uh, so that people can look that up on Blog Talk Radio. All right, well, thank you so very much. Have a great Community Garden Day.